0: Social Impact CX, the
1: podcast that helps you drive mission and make a difference with customer experience. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for the Social Impact CX podcast. I'm John Corrigan, and I'll be your guide to how you can drive mission and achieve social impact with customer experience work. This is episode 11 of Social Impact CX, and thanks again for listening. Today, I'm grateful for the power of the podcast. There is a whole new world of opportunity in audio communication out there today that provides me with the capability to connect with all of you on this podcast, and that's really extraordinary. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on Social Impact CX, please tell a friend or colleague and go ahead and like, comment, or provide a review wherever it is that you're listening. That would be much appreciated. I am so grateful that you are here and that this opportunity exists to share some of the knowledge I have in social impact, nonprofits, customer experience work, to share some of that knowledge with all of you. I recently had a chance to sit down with customer experience expert Thomas Martin, and we had a fascinating conversation. Thomas has many years of experience in CX work, and our discussion went many different directions. I was hoping to get just a couple podcast episodes from our session, but there is so much more to share than what I was able to fit into episodes 9 and 10, the first two parts of my conversation with Thomas, that I've decided to go ahead and add another. So here in episode 11, you'll hear from Thomas about his views on subjects such as brand, positioning, and tone. He also has a CX-oriented take on the four P's, the four P's of CX, product, place, people and process. If you're listening to this podcast and you work in a for-profit business that has a strong social impact focus or you're in a social enterprise structure, this podcast contains some great information for you to engage with both your leadership team as well as your marketing and sales teams and maybe others as well too. You know that leadership team a point is important and on the other side of the conversation with Thomas I'm going to talk a little bit about leadership and how to use the information here that that Thomas and I are talking about. Uh, These themes are great collaboration opportunities with both leadership and other colleagues and if you go back to episode 7 of of Social Impact CX if you've done some research which we talked about in episode 7 you probably have an opportunity to bring a new view to the table and spur a conversation that may introduce some new insights and new views of the customer or whomever it is that you're working to serve. Clients, patients, members, whomever that is. Now, if you're in a nonprofit environment and listening to this podcast and you just heard what this uh, what this episode is all about, the themes, I really hope you find this information valuable as well too. And, and please hang in there because I'd like to make the point that quote unquote marketing type concepts such as brand, positioning, and tone are just as important for nonprofit success as they are for for for-profit success and results. How people perceive your organization and however it is that you're helping clients, customers, patients, members, students, stakeholders, beneficiaries, whomever it is that you're trying to help, your brand and the team members that help to create the experiences that define and reinforce your brand are really important. I can't under- I can't underscore that enough. I'll let Thomas do the talking in this episode on these subjects, but I'll tell you as a leader myself who has worked in both nonprofit organizations and for-profit companies, I just wanted to reinforce that even though these ideas are somewhat or sometimes thought of as quote for-profit concepts, um If you think of them as related to achieving mission and how you're connecting with people and the experiences you're providing, these ideas are many times absolutely critical and and important to master in a nonprofit and social impact organization as well. I hope you've had the opportunity to listen to episodes 9 and 10 of Social Impact CX from my discussion with Thomas Martin. If you've not caught the first two parts of our conversation, I urge you to check them out. Social Impact CX podcast episode 11 is the third part of my conversation with Thomas. If you have a question or comment about what we're talking about in this episode, please send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. Also, as usual, you can comment or connect on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, or SoundCloud, and I'll provide detailed contact info at the end of this recording on how to reach us there. So without further delay, here's part three of my conversation with Thomas Martin. I hope you find this part of the discussion as interesting as the first two parts. So we are talking with Thomas Martin, who is an expert in customer experience, and he's worked in a lot of different fields related to hospitality and transportation and other industries as well too. So Thomas, you've worked with a lot of different organizations and different sizes of business. Um, how do you advise a new company and their positioning and branding, experience, all of that? How do you advise a new company versus an existing company? I think
0: both start out similarly in if it's a existing company that perhaps is repositioning a bit. Or a new company, so what do you want to be known for? At the end of the day, you know, companies—if it's a vision statement, which is all about what do you want to be known for—and backing into that. So, what's what's the end result? So, for a, a new organization with a clean slate, it's a bit easier. You know, sort of mapping out the journey of all the touch points, and those touch points may or may not have a human element to it. For me, it's like writing the treatment for scenes in a play. Mm-hmm. If you think about all the different scenes in a play, so there's the scripting, or talking about the people aspect of it. And so all of those things together really help create that that customer experience or that customer journey, again, backing into what you want to be known for. And to, to me, that's a bit easier, <laughs> but for me, like a challenge. So I'm actually, um, More of my experience as of late have been with companies that are either repositioning or they're taking things to a different level or their product has changed or they're expanding. And so there's who they are today based on customer feedback. And that comes in all shapes and forms. And then there's what they want to be known for. And so it's identifying the gap that exists. And oftentimes that gap can be that their environment, so we talked about the four P's mm-hmm. earlier. So we, we talked about the, you know, the, the, the product, so maybe the product is staying similarly, but the, the place or the environment. So is, is that keeping up with what customers are looking for from a, uh, an ease, a convenient? There's the processes that um, companies go through. So uh, policies or procedures, and do they really... Mirror what the company is looking to be known for and then of course there's the people aspect so so for example those those human touch points So what people what the customers experiencing what they're seeing what they're hearing does that really? back in and from that Typically sitting with an organization and saying show me what you got You know, I've spent so much of my career. What's a brand standard? Oh, can you show me where that's written down? Well, no, we just know it. So if it's not written down, it's not a brand standard. I call it tribal knowledge. So from that, sitting with an organization to see if if it's learning that they have, their online presence, policies, procedures, whatever, marketing, collateral material. But for me, deep diving into who they are, who they want to become, and then sort of developing that, I call it sometimes, it's a blueprint. You know, do they need cultural work? Do they need work on on learning? Do they need work on their processes because they are outdated or they don't match who they want to become? So usually for me personally, it's identifying that gap and then the blueprint of what a company needs. And that blueprint isn't necessarily something that happens in a month. That may be a five-year plan. That's important to understand. And, and, And for some companies, you can do, you know, defining a blueprint, they may say, you know, we can really only probably tackle three of these five things, for example, And, and, and maybe there's a monetary cost involved, and maybe there's not an alignment with my thought process and their process. But the idea is that it's important that companies have options, because you're going to have people with different mindsets, and I'll be the first to admit, I mean, I always have the best direction, but the idea is to be able to have enough ideas on the table to come to consensus of, okay, we're going to tackle, you know, here's the low hanging fruit. And for a lot of companies is, do they have the right, if it's cultural, do they ever have the right values in place or the right pillars, or there's so many different ways those are defined. And then what are, what are your hallmarks of, of service or of the experience? which has to line up with your culture. So, you know, there's the values of how you're gonna to operate together within your team members, how we're gonna to work together internally, and then there's how the customer's gonna experience you
1: along the way. Okay, so in, in the, the, you brought up four P's, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways to interpret four P's, depending on <laughs> So many different ways, Which yes. P's you're using and which market or which <laughs> type of uh, activity that is you're doing. So in customer experience work, I think I heard you define four P's as product people place and process process and it's interesting how you know
0: place I think probably is a bit outdated because now when we think about experiences so we think of the Starbucks of the world yeah you know what do you hear when you walk in what do you smell you know the they're they're very focused on the the environment and not just of the design um, but if there's whatever collateral that they may have, um, so, all the senses are engaged, so I think place goes to a really heightened level um, okay. across the board. If you if you look at, you know, for example, um, if you look at the airline industry and airports, and airports used to have kind of, you know, sort of limited selections, or you were sort of forced to conform, and now they're partnering with organizations that are taking the experience of uh, shopping food, relaxation, entertainment to a whole heightened level. Because if you think about it from, again, people usually think about, you know, you sort of go, Oh, I've checked in, I'm going to go into my happy place and get through TSA to get onto the plane. But the experience is, is all of those touch points. And there was an article a few years ago when an airline in an airport had made some major changes about when people, you know, usually think of getting off of planes about racing out of the airport as quickly as possible and about how people were actually stopping to engage with the technology and the shopping and entertainment before they left the airport. So a whole paradigm shift of people's concept of of traveling, but again of in partnering with what happens within the airport, which there's not as, There's not as much of a relationship as a lot of people think there is. They're usually run by a whole other organization. It's not that the airline runs the airport. So again, that is what is I think key in listening to the voice of your customer,
1: but also sometimes staying a step ahead of what they want along the way. Using different approaches like the four P's of customer experience I think can be very valuable but it, you know the complexity of the, of the work that's going on. There's a lot to unpack about each one of those. With with product, you know, it, that that could be a really complex set of service offerings that form a whole experience. And so, mm-hmm. uh, or it could be a combination of products, physical goods, and services that go with it. And you know, and that, that goes for nonprofit uh, organizations or social impact organizations as well. And with people, we've talked about um, you know a cast of of different individuals that are involved playing different roles mm-hmm. both front-of-house and back-of-house and, and, and different uh, roles that they play in creating experience and then as you just talked about place, place is no longer just one spot and there's many elements to it and then process is, is actually I think it's a whole Ugh. organizational discussion even anymore. Again with process I've worked in a variety of
0: industries where again, the best way I've been able to walk people through, I've had organizations where they have a hard time articulating what they want all of the different touch points to be like as part of the experience. They can tell me what they want the end result to be, but then when you break it up into the individual components, so again, I had mentioned that I go through an exercise with a, with a white paper, which is like writing the different um, treatments of each scene, which is great. But when there is a people aspect to that, so you have the team members, um, you know, there, there are certain procedural things that they'll have to know, but from the engagement standpoint, I'm not gonna script people Right. Because then that's not authentic, which is what people are looking for in this day and age. Um, so it gets tricky, because there needs to be consistency, there needs to be um. A delivery of the expectation, but yet I want to interact with a person that sees me as an individual. That's where I go back to that sort of freedom in a framework, yeah. So to speak, that and so a lot of what I do in the process for a lot of companies and I've done this for hotel companies I've done this in automotive Um, I've done this in residential um, situations is putting together uh, what I call service standards which go along with policies procedures but it's you know what the customer is going to see and hear and within that I've done in my career what I call like the suggested scripting so you know Within that while the individual is going through their learning process Here's an example of something you might say is a greeting and from that you know you when you're hiring people on behavior But they've not worked in an industry Not only are they they're learning a lot about expectations from them uh, Transactional procedural but just how to talk and so sometimes you have to lay a bit of a groundwork like you know Yo, dude, what up? <laughs> is is not going to be appropriate in most <clears throat> settings, right? Um, and and then there's the the opposite of the oh, good evening, sir, which is sort of old world um, luxury. So so putting it in a, in a tone of voice that that gives for some individuals they may use that as their initial greeting for comfort, and then from there they will branch out. When they get more acclimated into their role, uh, in my entire career, the only script that I've ever written that's been judged by even a third party auditor has been a telephone greeting, hmm. just to keep it consistent. Because for somebody calling your organization, you know, a- as antiquated
1: as that may seem, some people still do it. Um, it does set the tone for who you are. I think you use the word comfort, which is really interesting. It doesn't matter. If you're trying to sell something to somebody or serve somebody or, or provide a, a better experience, whatever it is you're trying to do, if you make that person comfortable, I think you're well on your way to uh, uh, hopefully creating the right experience. And oftentimes, you know, I think
0: comfort goes hand in hand with that emotional connection that you're creating with people. And I think people are like, oh, emotions, and that we don't talk about, that's not a a professional thing. It's like, well, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have thought about emotionally connecting, but but now everyone's talking. Um, Everybody wants their experience how they want it. And as human beings, all of us gravitate towards experiences that we feel connected to. Um, and, And often in a classroom setting, I will get sometimes some looks of skepticism and I say, all right, let's flip this around. Where are you spending your money that you're working so hard to get? Where do you spend it? And where do you go back to time and time again? And I often get great examples of like, you know, where, where the family goes for, for pizza or where they go to for their dry cleaning or a mechanic, but beyond the product or service they're getting, there's a certain way that you're made to feel. And and it's not just about the fact that they remembered your name, but there is a there is a comfort level that you're gonna be taken care of. And also the benefit of that is, if I like you and I'm comfortable and you make a mistake, you screw up, I'm a lot more forgiving. Right along the way but that comfort level is different um some people you know some people need a lot of attention at certain times and some people are very self-sufficient so you know that all you need to read your customers can can come into play but sometimes that comfort is just you know it's a smile and a greeting and someone acknowledging them as an individual versus the next you know now serving number Um, and it's funny, I, I've giggled along the way when I've been different places and you hear the next guest, please. And I'm like, well, that's unusual. I never thought that they would call their customers guests. Years ago, um, the, um, movie theater industry was really struggling with competition and I can remember. Um, going to a movie theater had gone to for years and they decided that the person taking your ticket needed to have a standardized greeting and so five people ahead of you and five behind you including yourself you heard the same thank you for coming to lowes thank you for coming to lowes thank you for coming to lowes and it it, it was inauthentic and so you know companies have really grappled with that we want to make you feel comfortable but it needs to be authentic so again, it's, it's trial and
1: error for every industry. So that was the third set of highlights from my conversation with customer experience expert Thomas Martin. I really liked his take on some concepts such as a CX oriented focus on the four P's, and some other concepts that many people would consider to be more marketing oriented, but that are really just as critical to customer experience work. Marketing and CX work are sometimes confused but I think that there are some differences in how each department or team works. But I'll tell you, where you find some similarities or overlap between marketing and CX, there's usually a great opportunity for collaboration. And as I've said before, good CX work never happens in a vacuum. Great experiences are not brought about by one person or one department, it's almost always a team effort. And if you've not had an opportunity to listen to Thomas' thoughts on team members and team efforts, I'd really encourage you to listen to episode 10 of Social Impact CX. It touches on the concept of team members versus employees. Thomas spent some time talking about the differences between team members and employees. And I think it really ties into the idea of collaboration and the importance of collaboration It supports that concept as well. And these ideas that Thomas talked about related to brand, positioning and people, these are not just subjects to explore with colleagues in the marketing or HR department. These are also subjects of discussion for leadership. So don't be afraid to engage with your organization's leadership team and and key leaders on these topics. Really on behalf of better serving whomever it is that you're trying to help as an organization and as a team. Customers, clients, members, patients, beneficiaries, whomever that is, and if you are a leader, an executive listening in to Social Impact CX, these are some great subjects to talk about with your team and they're also great subjects to talk about with whomever it is that you report out to, board members, funders, a leadership council of some type, whomever that is. The subjects Thomas and I just explored have everything to do with improving results, real results. That should be measurable and that you should be able to report out on in relation to achieving your mission and objectives in a nonprofit or social impact context. As I've said before, Social Impact CX is also intended to be an interactive forum, a place to stir conversation, answer questions, explore new ideas, put some context and definitions around the jargon of the world of customer experience. So, after listening to Thomas and I in this third installment, what questions do you have? You can ask a question or make a comment at socialimpactcx a couple different ways. First, you can send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-T at S-O-C-I-A-L-I-M-P-A-C-T-C-X dot com. You can also find us on Twitter and post a question there. Our Twitter handle is at socialimpactcx. And if you feel so inclined, you can use the hashtag S-O-C-I-M-P-C-X. And please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with new podcasts and other related content. You you can also find me on Twitter at the handle at JFCorrigan. Or if you're listening to this podcast via YouTube, feel free to post a question there in the comments section, and we'll do our best to to answer or provide a direct response. And, And while you're at YouTube, please subscribe to the Social Impact CX channel as well to keep up to date with all of our audio and video recordings. This is John Corrigan reminding you that especially in social impact work, it's important to understand that your mission is really all about someone else's journey. And the more you know about someone's journey, the more you can help. Thanks for listening to Social Impact CX.